faster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Fighting inflation is one of our administration's top economic priorities. Staggering inflation with the consumer price index hitting 9.1% for June year over year under the Biden administration. Controversy over marijuana testing for New York City's finest. Furor over the release of video showing police inside Robb Elementary in Texas where a gunman killed 21 people before families viewed that footage. The new COVID variant is the most transmissible and infectious to date with deaths and hospitalizations ticking up. Border Patrol officials say there were 239,000 illegal migrant encounters in May as lax border policies continue to fuel the crisis. The average U.S. worker has lost $3,400 in annual income as a result of skyrocketing inflation since President Joe Biden took office some 18 months ago. The CPI, Consumer Price Index, surged to a new record high of 9.1% in June year over year. It's the highest CPI since November of 1981, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre Monday told reporters not to pay attention to the numbers. June CPI data is already out of date because energy prices have come down substantially this month and are expected to fall further. Republican lawmakers, meanwhile, slammed President Biden following the report Wednesday for the president's agenda, which they blame for the high consumer prices. Energy prices, including gas and electricity, have skyrocketed 41.6% year over year, while food prices have risen 10.4% over the last 12 months. The energy index increase was its largest jump since 1980. The NYPD says it's news to them about a directive to end marijuana testing for police officers. 77 WABC's Bob Brown explains. City cops will no longer be tested for marijuana. That was the big headline Wednesday afternoon, but only a few hours later, NYPD Police Commissioner Kashan Sewell issuing a memo to department commanders stating existing department policies that prohibit the use of marijuana remain in effect. Members of the service are not permitted to use cannabis on or off duty and will continue to be subject to random scheduled and forecaused drug screening, unquote. NYPD officials say the department is reviewing its marijuana testing policies after being ordered by the city to stop randomly testing employees for the drug. I'm Bob Brown for 77 WABC News. The mayor of Uvalde, Texas, Don McLaughlin Jr. blasted the media Tuesday. He called the media chicken for releasing a surveillance footage that shows armed law enforcement officials standing outside the Robb Elementary School classroom for over an hour as a gunman fatally shot 19 children and two teachers. The mayor said chicken. It was chicken. Yeah. to release that video the way you did it. That, that part of that video was not supposed to be in what they're doing on Sunday. That was not supposed to be there. They did that for ratings, and they did that for money. And that's the only reason they put that out there. We're, we're going to handle that. The mayor, who last month accused state authorities of releasing information about the May 24th shooting to make local law enforcement look bad, took issue with the public being able to see the footage before the victims' families. 
State Representative Dustin Burroughs had announced earlier in the day that he planned to lead a private viewing and briefing of the footage on Sunday with the victims' families. The footage would have been publicly released after that, he said. Nearly two and a half years since the coronavirus pandemic began, the new mutation of the virus, BA5, is the most infectious and transmissible variant to date. BA5 is driving an uptick in cases and hospitalizations, a clear sign the pandemic isn't over. White House COVID-19 response coordinator Dr. Asha Jha on CBS News. What we're seeing is people who got infected in January, February, March, they're getting reinfected at very, very high rates. We are seeing people who are vaccinated and boosted uh, also have breakthrough infections. The good news, Gail, is that people who are boosted and having breakthrough infections, they're not getting particularly sick. There is a 30% global surge in cases, according to the World Health Organization. In the U.S., BA5 accounted for 65% of new infections last week, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC. Over in Europe, the Omicron subvariants have spiked 25%, although true numbers are believed to be even higher due to the collapse of testing. In China, there are fears of additional lockdowns due to the threat of the BA5 variant, believed to be 65% of cases in China now. A striking example of the flood of illegal migrants streaming into the United States under the Biden administration's lax border policies at the U.S.-Mexico border. Hundreds of illegal migrants were guided into the water by coyotes at the river in Eagle Pass, Texas, footage of which was captured by Fox News. Give a listen to this video captured by Fox News reporter Bill Milligan. Yeah, the, the coyotes are in the middle. Yeah. I mean, they're going to keep coming based off how long that line was. Yeah. There's no border patrol. Federal sources told Fox there were 2,258 illegal crossings in the Del Rio sector on Tuesday alone and a total of 13,000 illegal crossings during the past week. In May, there were more than 239,000 migrant encounters and we are awaiting numbers for June from Customs and Border Protection officials related to crossings at the U.S.-Mexico border. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly sunny day today, our highs 83. There's a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Overnight, partly cloudy, the low 72, and a mostly sunny day tomorrow, the high 85. Right now, 74 degrees, partly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. Former Donald Trump advisor Steve Bannon was caught on tape back in October 2020 stating that the ex-president would declare victory on election night even if he did not necessarily win, according to leaked audio published on Tuesday by Mother Jones. Bannon can be heard accurately predicting the events of election night 2020 to a group of Chinese associates, according to this report. And what Trump's going to do is just declare victory. Right, he's going to declare victory, but that doesn't mean he's the winner. He's just going to say he's the winner. The Democrats, more of our people vote early that count. Theirs vote in mail, and so they're going to have a natural disadvantage. And Trump's going to take advantage of that. That's our strategy. He's going to declare himself a winner. So when you wake up Wednesday morning, 
it's going to be a firestorm. Bannon also said Trump would do some crazy S, a word I can't say on the air, if President Joe Biden had an early lead in the polls. Trump would seize on what appeared to be an early lead on the evening of November 3rd, Bannon predicted. What Trump's going to do, he said, is just declare victory, right? He's going to declare victory, but that doesn't mean he's the winner. He's just going to say he's a winner, Bannon laughed on the tape. President Joe Biden became agitated and approached a reporter and camera Tuesday in Israel after Biden was asked for his response to a new New York Times-sponsored Siena College poll showing a majority of Democrats do not want him to seek re-election in 2024. Mr. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Two-thirds say they Read don't. Read the poll. Read the poll, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in 2024. 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. The reporter noted that roughly two-thirds of Democrats say they do not want Biden to run again. The 77 WABC Early News spoke to a Siena College pollster, Steve Greenberg, who noted. This is one of those issues where we actually find Democrats and Republicans agree. Uh, right now, the mood of the country is very negative. More than three quarters of Americans, 77 percent, say the country is headed in the wrong direction. Biden, though, refuted the statistic, insisting it was quite the opposite, with Biden saying 92 percent of Democrats want him to run in 2024. Billionaire Elon Musk may have over 100 million followers on Twitter, but Elizabeth Warren is definitely not a fan. On Tuesday, the senator from Massachusetts was asked about the latest lawsuit from Twitter over Musk looking to back out of his $44 billion deal to buy the social media platform. Here's Warren's response. Senator Warren, uh-huh. Elon, Senator Elon Musk tries to withdraw his purchase from Twitter. Does that surprise you? You know... Elon Musk lives in his own bubble, and he thinks the rules don't apply to him. He may find out differently, though. Instead, Musk offered Twitter's board chair, Brett Taylor, $54.20 per share to buy Twitter outright a couple months ago. And Musk now wants to back out of this deal because he says bot and spam accounts on the platform are much higher than Twitter claims. He accuses Twitter of withholding accurate information and that the platform has axed key executives without consulting him. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube are failing to protect LGBTQ plus users, according to a new report from GLAAD, one of the largest LGBTQ plus media advocacy organizations. Now, these findings all part of the organization's Social Media Safety Index, which measures LGBTQ plus user safety among the world's top platforms. Report crafters found that TikTok, for example, has taken some positive steps towards protecting LGBTQ plus users. It is one of two social media companies with an existing policy against deadnaming or the use of a transgender person's birth name after they have adopted a new name as part of their transition and misgendering and is the only platform that provides comprehensive information on how to deactivate violators of this policy. A member of President Biden's Secret Service detail was sent back home yesterday following a physical encounter with a woman in Jerusalem as he exited dinner with colleagues. 
As Biden kicks off his first Middle East visit as president, the unnamed agent allegedly struck a woman after a collision, according to CBS News. He was taken into custody by Israeli police, but released without charges following questioning. The State Department was made aware of the incident while the agent was detained. And meanwhile, President Biden made a new gaffe about the Holocaust during a speech upon his arrival at Ben-Gurion Airport in Tel Aviv. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust, honor those we lost so that we never, ever, ever forget that lesson. Biden's three-day visit to the Middle East includes a visit to oil-rich Saudi Arabia as inflation soars in the U.S., largely blamed on high gas prices. Biden will meet with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, who the CIA said ordered the hit on Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Well, what you're hearing there is chaos in Sri Lanka after the country's president fled the country hours before he was expected to resign. At least 30 people were injured as protesters stormed the Sri Lankan prime minister's office Wednesday following a standoff with armed police. The acting prime minister enacted but later lifted curfews. Embattled President Gadabaya Rajapaska, who led with an iron fist, fled the country for the Maldives days after thousands of angry protesters broke into his official residence, swam in his pool, and demanded that he finally go. The country of 22 million people has been hit with food and work shortages. 77 WABC Time Check 515. In for Justin Ellick with sports. Phil, what's going on in the sports world? Thanks, Deb. I am Phil Dixon with your early news sports update. And let's check in real quick on David Ortiz to see if the Jankies won last night. Hey, Big Poppy, what happened? The Jankies won. Thank you, Big Poppy. And boy, do I sure know how to run a joke into the ground. But yes, the Jankies did win in epic fashion as well. John Carlos Stanton sent one yard to bring the game to a 6-6 stalemate. Heading into extra innings where the Reds' closer Alexis Diaz botched back-to-back pitches to let DJ LeMayu take third and shortly after take the game. And the pitch. And that one gets away as well. Here comes LeMayu. He scores a walk-off wild pitch. And the Yankees win it 7-6. The Yankees win. That call courtesy of Sid Rosenberg's good friend Michael Kay on the Yes Network. LeMayu steals the show on his 34th birthday with that walk-off wild pitch and has two good reasons to celebrate last night. Final score of that one, 7-6 for the Bombers. The Yankees got one more in them as they finish off the series against the Reds tonight in the Bronx at 7.05 p.m. Eastern. Great night for the Metropolitans over in Atlanta as well. They close out their series making the trip over from the Big Apple to the Big Peach last night. The fight for the top of the NL East is in a crucial rubber match as they win the series for the Mets uh, in a game that featured six home runs split evenly between both teams. Here's Eduardo Escobar cracking his 10th finger of the year. Escobar drives one to deep right field. Forget that. That is way out of here. All the way to the chop house. Eduardo Escobar crushes one for his 10th home run of the year to deliver the keynote, and it's 1-0 New York. That ball was tracked 426 feet out and landed a few feet short of my front porch over in Jersey. The Mets won that game 7-3 to take two or three games in the series and build up a nice two-and-a-half game buffer over those same Braves in the division standings and take the first flight over to Chi-Town to take on the Cubs in a four-game set at 8.05 p.m. Eastern tonight. For more sports content, be sure to follow 77 WABC Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, yeah.
Bank is one. Thank you, Big Poppy, for more early, for more <laughs> sports content. Follow us and everything for your early news sports update. I'm Phil Dixon. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny day today. Our highs 83 with a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms late morning into the afternoon. Partly cloudy overnight. The low 72. And a mostly sunny day on Friday with a high of 85. Right now, 74 partly cloudy skies. Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. There will be a lot of focus on Wall Street when the opening bell rings this morning as an inflation report released yesterday is increasing fears of a looming recession. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones dropped 208 points. The S&P 500 lost 17 points. The Nasdaq fell by 17 points. Tech stocks were leaders in a negative day as Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, and NVIDIA all posted gains. Twitter stock also rose by almost 8% after the social media company sued Elon Musk after its sale to him. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin on Wednesday sounded the alarm after the the latest inflation report showed a 9.1% jump in prices over the past year. Manchin, back in February, warned of problems inflation would cause. So the feds have to step up to the plate and do something. The administration has to do. We all have to work together right now to get our financial house in order. If not, it's going to be absolutely horrible what it's going to do to the American economy. The troubling inflation report and Manchin's concern over steadily rising prices is a bad sign for the budget reconciliation package the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is trying to negotiate with Manchin. Social Security beneficiaries will be in line to receive a record high cost of living adjustment in 2023 due to inflation. Based on the new Consumer Price Index, the Senior Citizens League, a nonpartisan senior group, now estimates the cost of living adjustment will be 10.5% for 2023. The league says a 10.5% cost of living adjustment would amount to a $175.10 increase to the average monthly retirement benefit of $1,668. Lufthansa is getting rid of another 2,000 flights from its summer schedule as airlines around Europe grapple with staffing shortages as demand booms. The German airline cited staff shortages as the main cause of cancellations, but said that strikes, inclement weather, and a rise in COVID cases have put further strain on the system. So far, Lufthansa has canceled more than 5,770 flights between June and the end of August. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. All right, looking at futures, the down the red down 317 points this morning at 30,441. The S&P 500 down 41. The Nasdaq's dropped 108 points. Gold down $21.30 an ounce at $1,714.20. Crude oil is down below $100 a barrel, well below at $93.46, down $2.84 this morning. It's the WABC Early News. A homeless man was arrested early Wednesday on suspicion of stabbing three fellow homeless men in Manhattan, one fatally, according to the NYPD. The suspect is identified as a homeless person, 40-year-old Trevon Murphy. He was arrested early yesterday in Harlem after a person who'd seen Murphy's surveillance photos realized it was him and called the cops, pointing out the suspect to uniformed officers who responded. NYPD Police Commissioner Keechant Sewell during an afternoon press briefing at One Police Plaza. This suspect should not have been on our streets. He was already convicted in Tennessee and given probation, which he violated. And he was wanted on an outstanding warrant for that violation. Additionally, 
Mr. Murphy was released on his own recognizance after he attacked a roommate in Queens back in April. Murphy was charged with murder, two counts of attempted murder and two counts of assault in connection with these incidents in Manhattan. He was allegedly carrying a knife in his left pants pocket and has identified himself to police as a man pictured in surveillance images of the suspect, according to the NYPD. Police also noted during the briefing that Murphy has an open court case for allegedly assaulting a roommate at a Queens homeless shelter back in April. A place in Manhattan searching for the attacker who tried to rape a woman in the East Village. Surveillance video that's up on our website. You can take a look at this suspected attacker at WABCradio.com. Shows the man police say attacked a 23-year-old woman inside of her apartment building on Sunday around 11.40 p.m. near East 11th Street and 3rd Avenue. Police say this man pushed this woman into her apartment and tried to sexually assault her. He then stole her wallet before fleeing. Anybody with information in regards to that asked to call the NYPD's Crime Stoppers hotline, 1-800-577-TIPS. Again, take a look at that on our website, wabcradio.com. A Manhattan bar owner agreed Wednesday to pay a half million dollars to current and former employees who claimed managers called them cows, remarked on their underwear, rubbed against them, and used racial slurs to refer to colleagues. The owners, Ken Karamahu Taglu and Five Spring Street Corporation, were accused of making inappropriate comments regarding employees' race, sexuality, bodies, and appearances. New York Attorney General Letitia James says employees suffered unwelcomed sexual advances from managers and customers. Many employees regularly work more than 40 hours a week without overtime pay, and their tips were stolen. The agreement is the culmination of a 16-month-long investigation. Documents, records, and interviews with current and former employees revealed a pervasive culture of discrimination and repeated patterns of harassment, the Attorney General's office said. As monkeypox cases doubled by 50% in one week in New York City, the city's online appointment site crashed this week and supplies at sites are low or have even run out. Manhattan Borough President Mark Levine has said while New York City has 30 percent of the monkeypox cases nationally, the city is receiving only 10 percent of the available vaccine supply. With vaccines in short supply, some people waited to receive the jab only to be disappointed. It goes by pretty quickly. So I think when they posted on Twitter to the time, it was gone in like less than 10 minutes. New York City health officials acknowledge the frustration, vowing to build a stable appointment infrastructure as the vaccine supply increases. The CDC reports 359 confirmed cases of the disease in New York State. Most cases, though, here in New York City, 336 of them. And 12 in Westchester, 4 in Suffolk, 2 in Nassau, 1 each in Sullivan, Chemung, Rockland, Erie, and St. Lawrence counties. And officials say... 14,500 more doses of monkeypox vaccine are expected in the city later this week from the federal government. And if you need to book an appointment, visit nyc.gov forward slash health forward slash monkeypox. The Yemeni American Merchants Association thinks bodega owners should be allowed to be armed with guns. That in the aftermath of murder charges against Hamilton Heights bodega worker Jose Alba after he allegedly stabbed an ex-convict in apparent self-defense. 
So the United Bodega of America disagrees with the Merchants Association. UBA head Fernando Mateo appeared on the Rita Cosby show here on 77 WABC last night. He met with embattled Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg Tuesday asking Bragg about the weapons issue. I asked him, are you opposed to bodega owners being armed, carrying firearms? And he said to me, no, if they want to, they, they should be able to get a gun to protect themselves. So, you know, on one hand, he's very liberal. On the other hand, he, he seems to care, but not enough to drop the charges of Jose Albo. Mateo and others, including the New York City Council, are pressing Bragg to drop murder charges against Alba after video surveillance apparently shows the worker acting in apparent self-defense. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly sunny day today, our highs 83 with a 20 percent chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Overnight, partly cloudy skies, the low 72, and a mostly sunny day tomorrow, the high 85. Right now, 73 clear skies here in the Big Apple. Well, a Virginia judge yesterday denied actress Amber Heard's bid for a new trial over allegations that the wrong juror was seated in her trial against her ex, Johnny Depp. 77 WABC's Jacqueline Carl has more. A judge shot down actress Amber Heard's request to set aside the $10 million judgment against her. Her ex-husband, actor Johnny Depp, won a defamation suit against Heard last month in a high-profile civil trial. Earlier this month, Heard filed a motion to have Depp's verdict set aside or have a mistrial declared. Her lawyers cited multiple factors. These included an apparent case of mistaken identity with one of the jurors. In a written order, the judge rejected all of Heard's claims. For the 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carr. The judge also refused to set aside her $10 million payment to Depp. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.